Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. We're going to bring back an old favorite segment of ours here on today's show as I have a couple of Ace of the Day selections for all of you listeners from Wednesday's matches happening on the ATP Tour. Of course, we have two 250 events to start the week, the action in Estoril, the action in Munich. Later on in the week, we'll get a WTA 1000-level event over in Madrid. And of course, if you want to hear coverage of all of those events day in, day out, tune on over to our mini-break podcast where we're talking talking about the base, the day's biggest storylines, results, and controversies from across the tennis world. But on this show, I want to talk about a couple of Wednesday matches in particular that I think we can find some good value in, we can take advantage of, perhaps put a few dollars in our pockets moving forward through the rest of the week. It's also worth noting the reason I'm able to do these podcasts today uh, because of the support it, we get from all of you listeners, from our Patreon family, and of course, from our friends, both at Turna Tennis, who you guys already know, their grip, the only grip whose performance in hot and humid conditions is unmatched. It gets tackier when you sweat, and that iconic blue color can, of course, be seen on the rackets of hundreds of touring pros. If you would like to get college pricing or free samples, you can contact them by emailing sales at uniquesports.com or calling 800-554-3707. You mentioned Cracked Rackets sent you. Again, you'll get college pricing or free samples by emailing sales at uniquesports.com or 800-554-3707. Of course, I also have to give a shout out to our friends at FanDuel. We are so excited to be working with our friends at Outkick the Coverage. I post my gambling columns there every Tuesday and Thursday night, offering my picks from Wednesdays and Fridays action across the tennis world. What I'm going to be doing on today's podcast is essentially reading my column for all of you listeners, offering my picks, my takes on the matches that are going on Wednesday that provide the most value for us intrigued in that sort of thing. But again, if you want to read my column every week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, outkick.com, you can eventually find them on our website later on, crackedrackets.com as well. With that in mind, let's get into Wednesday's selections. And again, I focus on just the ATP level events today happening in Estoril in Munich. We've got four round of 16 singles matches happening at both sides. So eight exciting matches all happening early Wednesday morning here on the East Coast, which is why we're trying to get these podcasts out to you here on Tuesday night. And perhaps as you're waking up, you can place these bets early in the morning. With that in mind, let's get into my selections. And let's start with a guy who I think Cracked Rackets fans are going to be awfully familiar with, but perhaps a lot of fans may not be accustomed to seeing this name in ATP-level events. And of course, I am talking about 2019 NCAA Division I men's singles finalist, former Mississippi State All-American, Nuno Borges, who earned his first ATP-level win this week in his home country of Portugal. He knocked out uh, in the first round Jordan Thompson in straight sets. Also got two very impressive qualifying wins over some ATP challenger superstars, Liam Brody, who's one of four guys who had an over 75% win percentage in more than 15 matches of challenger action this year. Carveas Benya, who won a challenger title on clay a few weeks ago. Nuno beats him in straight sets. And then again today, knocked off Jordan Thompson. And again, to get to the article, my bet today here, 
I like Nuno in the over two and a half sets over Marin Cilic. I should say I like him to play that match, extend it to a third, go over two and a half sets against Cilic tomorrow in Estoril. Now it's plus 118. I'm going to throw one unit on that to win 1.18. Here's my case. Now I know what the majority of you must be thinking. Who the hell is Nuno Borges, and why would I ever expect a relatively unknown player to take a set off of the 2014 U.S. Open champion? Here's the case. Borges, the 2019 NCAA Division I men's singles finalist, and arguably the most underrated men's college tennis player of the past decade, has yet to drop a set in any of his three victories in Estoril this week. He also reached his first ATP Challenger final, which was on clay, just two weeks ago, and earned the first top 100 win of his career after knocking off world number 61 Jordan Thompson in his first round match on Monday. Though Borges significantly trails Chilich in ATP-level experience, it is worth noting that he has already experienced much success. Wow, really love that word experience. I apologize, listeners. This is me reading. I'm going to have to change that. Uh, It is worth noting that he has already experienced much success early in his professional career. Since tour play resumed in August, Borges has put together a 46-11 in 807 win percentage record across the ITF, ATP Challenger, and ATP level events he's played. He's also 22-7 on clay during that stretch and has reached the quarterfinal rounder better in 10 of the 12 tournaments he's played since August of 2020. If left unadjusted for his level of competition, Borges' splits of 79.7% hold percentage and a 23.3 break percentage would also rank 26th and 12th uh, respectively amongst top 50 ATP players. Those numbers will, of course, be tested as his level of competition increases. However, Borges has already shown... uh, to possess legitimate ATP-level weapons in both his serve and his forehand, and certainly deserves to be competing at the highest levels of the sport. Conversely, after losing 8 of 11 matches between September and February, Marin Cilic has seemingly regained his footing over the past six weeks of play. He defeated talented youngsters Christian Guerin and Lorenzo Musetti to reach the round of 16 in Miami and earn an impressive three-set victory over Tennis Abstract's number 36th-rated clay court player Carlos Alcaraz in his Estoril first-round match. Chilich carries a 12-14 overall record since August. During that stretch, he has seen his first serve percentage, first serve points won, second serve points won, and hold percentage all drop by 5% or more in effectiveness from his career averages. While Chilich still possesses a slight firepower and service advantage over Borges, they are not nearly as pronounced as they once would have been. Borges has the hot hand and is a player clearly on the rise, while Chilich is hanging on for life to his spot in the ATP Top 50. While Chilich has the sort of firepower from the ground to expose Nuno's biggest weakness, his athleticism and movement, Nuno also has the weapons needed to keep Chilich on his back foot and provide fans with what should be a very enjoyable clash of styles. A high, per- a high first serve percentage will be critical for Borges, as he cannot afford to let Chilich take big cuts on his returns. However, as the founder of the former Mississippi State All-Americans fan club, I feel more than comfortable betting on Borges to do just that. Let's bet on Nuno to give the former major champion everything he can handle on Tuesday and throw one unit on the match to go the distance. 
Again, that's my write-up for OutKick. I would just add some commentary to that. A, wow, I I wish I'm going to have to change some of the writing there. But B, um, sorry, that's just an instinct for all of you. You can leave that in Westoff. B, it really is, it's an eye test thing. If you've watched Marin Chilich play, that 12 of 14 record very much reflected in his body language, his lack of confidence on the court. He's played a lot of three-set matches, but you can just tell in third sets, A, he looks, a, you know, at least a half step, you could argue, a step and a half slower than he was in his prime. And it makes sense given, you know, he's, what, 33, 34 years old now, maybe a little bit younger than that, but he's got a lot of tennis on his body Meanwhile, Nuno just looks fresh. Nuno looks like he is absorbing and loving every moment. And Nuno has always been a primetime player. He's the all-time, you know, or he's one of the all-time wins leaders in Mississippi State men's tennis history. He was, what, a three, four-time All-American? I think one of, if not the only, uh, three-time SEC men's tennis player of the year, which, again, an award he won three times in his four-year college career. And he's someone who you talk to, or if you talk to people who have been around him, they continue to say the more time he spends on a tennis court, the better he gets because he's not a guy who was just, you know, super dedicated to the sport when he was younger. He's always been one of, if not the most talented player on the court, but as soon as he learns the work ethic needed to be a top 100 pro, look out rest of the tennis world because he's just blessed with one of those wrists, those shoulders. He's going to be able to hit that big kick serve to get Chilich stretched on the ad side and then hit his forehand early uh, and to all of the open court, he's going to be able to take the Marin Chilich serve early. He's got a condensed backhand backswing and just, you know, he'll be able to keep that point at neutral with his returns. I just think he's going to be able to keep Chilich on his back foot. It's a home event for him. He looks so comfortable. Do I think Chilich probably ends up winning? Yes, but I think we're going to see some moments of greatness from Nuno tomorrow. I'm going to take him to win the set. I don't have the gumption to take him to win the match, although if you want to look at the money line, he's only plus 164, which, hmm, I may talk myself into. Nevertheless, I'm going to throw one unit again on him over two and a half sets, plus 118, one unit to win 1.18. That is pick number one. Pick number two? another over, and it's going to be over two and a half sets, and I don't think it's going to take me long, or it's going to need that, I'm going to need that long, there's the words I was looking for, to convince you of this bet, but it's over two and a half sets in John Millman versus Guido Pea tomorrow in the Munich round of 16, plus 112, one unit to win 1.12. Fun fact, five of John Millman's last 11 ATP level clay court matches have gone three sets, including his two most recent results, a three-set defeat to Taro Daniel in Belgrade and this week's three-set victory over fellow countryman Alexei Paparin. Additionally, 66 of the 161 career best of three set matches Millman have played has played at the ATP level have gone the distance. According to Tennis Abstract, Millman's career rate of 41% uh, he's played 41% of his ATP level matches have gone three sets that's above the tour average by roughly 4% so again about 41% of Millman's career uh, ATP level matches have gone three sets over the past five years the tour average has been 37% Uh, now so again Millman plays more three cent matches than the average player that's the point I'm trying to convey there anyway and though Millman carries a 32-34 and 34 record in those 66 three-set matches, his innate ability to find ways to stay alive and extend opponents, characteristics that jump out whenever one watches Millman play, are clearly reflected in his numbers as well. Think Millman's numbers are a lot? His opponent tomorrow in Munich 
world number 55-55. Hey, great shot. Guido Pea has gone the distance in a whopping 84 of his 191 career ATP level best of three matches. That's a 44% rate, by the way. As such, given both players' propensity to play three-set matches, as well as the fact that both guys possess possess physical death-by-a-thousand paper-cut game styles of play, one quickly realizes that this Millman-Paya match has all the ingredients of a typical three-set slugfest. It's true that Millman's clay court record, 15-22 and at the ATP level, pales in comparison to Paya's 62-54 and mark, and there's a reason Paya enters the match tomorrow as the money line favorite. However, Millman's 15-18 and record since August significantly dwarfs Paya's 4-9 and mark, and Paya just ended a five-match losing streak with his first-round victory over Gerasimov. If I could bet anything about this match, it's that it will take at least two hours to complete. Paya and Millman both love to grind and will need to be dragged off of the court before conceding anything during Wednesday's match. It'll be hard for either player to hurt the other with his ground strokes, and fans should expect 10 to 15 ball rallies to be a staple of this match. As such, let's throw one unit on this to go the distance and learn once and for all whether both the numbers and the eye test are pointing us in the correct direction. That's pick number two. Don't have too much more to add. I think Millman does, I mean, excuse me, I think Paya does win the match. Clay Court's obviously where he plays his best tennis, but to beat Millman in straight sets when you don't have an overwhelming weapon is an awfully difficult thing to do. So let's throw a unit again on that match. Two go, three sets. You take it at plus 112, one unit to win 1.12. Last but not least, of course, have to throw a parlay at all of you listeners. And it's a Davidovich Fokina, who's minus 180 over Shardy, and Casper Rude, who's minus 490 over Pablo Cuevas. Parlay, here's my justification. According to Tennis Abstract, Jeremy Shardy rates out higher in overall ELO rating, clay court ELO rating, and 2021 specific ELO rating, and also carries a better record in 2021 matches, 16-9 and nine versus 11-7, and seven, than his Wednesday opponent Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. However, Davidovich Fokina defeated Shardy 6-1-6-2 in Estoril back in 2019. He's also gone 27-16 since the tour resumed in August and has solidified himself as a top 50 player on the ATP tour. Shardy has not reached the ATP level has not reached an ATP level quarterfinal on clay since July of 2019, while Davidovich Fokina reached the quarterfinals of Monte Carlo less than 2 weeks ago. Both guys played physical three-set matches on Monday, so let's bet on the 21-year-old Spaniard to recover more quickly than his 34-year-old French counterpart and advance over Chardy on Wednesday. To help juice the value, let's parlay the money line with Tennis Abstract's number 9 clay court player Casper Ruud and hope that the youngsters deliver the goods on Wednesday. Now, to add to that analysis a little bit more, you know, Davidovich Fokina Chardy the Shardy forehand, especially with the confidence he's playing with right now, he has been, you know, I mentioned it, 16-9. and nine. He's a top 30 player via Tennis Abstract's ELO ratings right now. He His forehand, he's just playing decisive confidence, leave it all on the court tennis. But so is Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, who just, he is everything American tennis fans want Tommy Paul to be. Just a ball of athleticism who can do a little bit of everything on the court, has the gumption, he's got the attitude as well, that Fire on court. He's so tenacious. I just think he's going to want... I mean, look, it's not that Shardy doesn't want the match. Shardy just played a grind against Halmi Munar, though. And to play that match and then have to do it back-to-back against Davidovich Fokin, and they both just... 
they put so much pressure on you with their physicality, with just their springiness. Uh, will Shardy be able to win back-to-back? He certainly can. He's got the ability, if Davidovich Fokina plays around or you know hits too many slices to on his backhand wing, Shardy's going to have chances to run around, hit his forehand, dictate in this match. But I just like Davidovich Fokina here on the clay, minus 180. You throw him with Kasparud, who's got a tough matchup in Pablo Cuevas, who is certainly happy to be back on the clay. But Kasparud, 51-27 and 27 in ATP-level clay court matches since 2019. He's won a title in each of those seasons. It was Houston in 20—no, uh, Houston, he lost in the final in 2019 to Christian Guerin. But he did make that final in 2019-2020. He goes and wins Buenos Aires. He makes the finals in Santiago as well. You look these past two seasons, semifinals for him in Rome and Monte Carlo. He's gotten wins over Faunini, Carreno Busta, Diego Schwartzman. He's gotten wins uh, over Ugo Umbert, you know, uh, guys like uh, Matteo Berrettini, Lorenzo Sinego on the clay. This is his best surface. And that forehand, uh, as big as the Cuevas forehand is, Rude just it has a bigger forehand, a more dynamic backhand. He's, I would say, a slightly better mover, is able to put a little bit more action on his ball. He's just better than Cuevas in every department. So give me Casper Rude, minus 500. You parlay him. Oh, at the time I got the parlay, he was minus 490. Now up to minus 500 with the Vidovich Fokina, minus 180. It's a minus 115 two-person parlay, which isn't great, but I'm feeling confident in this one. So let's throw two units on it to win 1.75 in return. Turn. Again, our three aces of the day over two and a half sets in Borges and Chilich, plus 118, one to win 1.18. Over two and a half sets in Milman Pea, one to win 1.12. And then Davidovich, Fokina, and Rude parlayed together on their money lines, minus 115, two units to win 1.75. That will do it for today's Ace of the Day segment. Again, to hear more about all of the action unfolding this week across the tennis world, go be sure to go tune in to our mini break podcast. If you have missed any of our content, you can find it all on our website, crackrackets.com. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, view to this podcast, the mini break, cracked interviews, and all of our CR shows. If you need more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. Shout out as always to super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out as well to our friends at turner grip you guys know the deal email sales at unique sports.com or call 800-554-3707 shout out again to our friends at FanDuel. if you want to read this article you can find it of course on outkick.com but with that in mind for super producers Fliegner and Westoff for our friends at Turner, FanDuel and Outkick and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network I'm your host Alex Gruskin you know what we say hey great shot and we hope the odds are ever in your favor good luck everyone <laughs>